Welcome everyone to Flyover Footy. A very special guest today. He's a St. Louis native. He's a goalkeeper for Crew 2 right now. And we're going to talk about everything uh, between those two events. Patrick Schulte, how are you doing tonight, man? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's an honor to talk to you. We've chatted in the past. I don't know if you remember, but um, not enough. I've never gotten to get real extensive with you. I've got a long timeline here, and I'm going to try to go through it as quickly as possible. And don't let this scare you. We're going to start all the way back at Francis Howell High School. <laughs> okay. No, no. Promise it'll I'll be get. fast. Um, but I had to start there. I realized this last year in the drafts. I was like researching you, and I realized you went to Francis Howell. That's where I went as well. So I'm a okay. Francis Howell Viking as well. I was nice, in the marching nice. band, so our past is a little okay. bit different. But I thought I'd run wow. a few little things by you to see the difference between your graduating year and mine, which is 2001. So finish okay. this phrase. You don't have to sing it. Are you from Howell? Are you from Howell? Do you drink the water? Do you? Oh, I got no idea. That's okay. It's an old man nerdy thing. Do you glow in the dark? You probably <laughs> know where that comes from, though, and why, right? Because, uh, no, I don't, actually. Because there's nuclear storage right next door to our high school. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I figured you did. I figured you did. All right. Um, I thought another cool thing about your time at Francis Howell was I didn't know you played basketball, and the team did really well that year. So I wanted to ask you about that at least, see what it was like and what high school was like for you. Yeah, honestly, high school was a blast. Uh, obviously, I was lucky enough to play uh, basketball as well, and um, – it was probably one of the best best things I've ever done. Um, just I, I love basketball. Like I'm a big fan, um, and just being able to play, I had a lot of close friends on that team, um, lifelong friends, and so just getting to play with them as like, I played with them growing up, and getting to play with them in high school was it was a blast. That's awesome. Do you ever get to school like soccer players, or is anyone actually pretty good when you play them? Uh, there's been a couple guys that have surprised me, but usually. Usually I, I handle them pretty easily. <laughs> You're one of the tallest soccer players on the field at most times, but that probably wasn't the case for basketball. What was, this, what was your position? Uh, I was, I was actually up there kind of in high school. Okay. Um, but I, but I did play point guard in high school. So I was, <laughs> I was kind of a bigger point guard. Um, I, this was my, the team that I need to be on. Uh, it was just more of a, I just need to be a playmaker and just get the guys, um, the ball that needed the ball. And so that, that's why I took over as my job. Um, if I needed to score, I would score, but I was more of a pass first guy in high school. That's super cool. That's a little different than playing goalkeeper. That must've been a nice change of pace. Yeah, no, it definitely was. Um, you know, basketball is a lot more uh, fast paced, but mm-hmm. you know, I transferred over well to soccer, you know, and, you know, you're saying goal, you kind of read everything just a little bit faster um, after my time. So it was it was kind of in that after that that winter of basketball going into that spring of academy soccer. Uh, it was I feel like that was when I really kind of hit my jump was just because everything was like more slowed down to me. So it's, I was best of both worlds, to be honest. Nice. And so how long had you been playing soccer before? Let's say you were like 18. probably three okay your whole life yeah 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 i played basketball basketball baseball and soccer almost my whole life nice very cool so you're saying it clicked kind of ask after that year of basketball in what way did it click for you or or when did you feel like it really took off um probably my eighth grade year of this middle school um eighth grade was when kind of i started to really hone into soccer Mm. um quit baseball then 
because soccer started to take up most of my time. And, um, and then ever since then, I just had winters off. So I just, you know, instead of doing futsal, I just go play basketball. And Tim Kelly was fortunate enough to be in my corner and back me all the way. Um, and he was just like, you know, you, you need a break. You're still young. I, I want you to play multiple sports. And it's good with your athleticism and everything. Um, so luckily, luckily for him, I was able to still play basketball. But I'd say in eighth grade was when I really started to hone in on soccer. That's really cool. Yeah, it's rare for guys to take um, whole winter off like that. That's really cool. I did want to ask you about Tim Kelly. Clearly, the man is is talented, right? I mean, it is a storied yes. line of you of of one of the best as well of amazing goalkeepers coming out of St. Louis that have learned under Tim. Can you tell me what makes him so good, or, or what you like most about him? Uh, he's just adaptable. Honestly, it's you know he's always learning. You know he he's a funny guy um and he'll show up to training sessions and he might not have a game plan but he'll come up with something quick on his feet but um he just knows the game really well he knows the position um he was a really good goalkeeper himself from what i hear um and i just think he just knows what it takes and he know he knows how to push you in the right way um and yeah i mean he's done it for numerous amounts of years and i'm just one of many um but yeah he's he's got it all he adapts to the the new the new game mm-hmm. as as the years change um yeah and he he's always creating new new ideas learning from other people as well yeah i think about like thomas gomez and and cal morton as far as their game like distribution and playing with their feet that was like a big step as far as goalkeepers i had seen locally um clearly you're very good at that as well um can you um pinpoint what he helped you most with actually over your time under him yeah, I mean, just probably the my feet and my mentality, mm. um, just always being locked in, um, not wandering. Like, you know, sometimes in goal, it's you, you don't see action. So just staying locked in for the 90 minutes. Um, and then, honestly, everything of my game. He was mm-hmm. my goalie coach from when I first started playing. Um, but, I mean, yeah, feet, mentally, positioning, literally all, I credit all everything to him. I love it. You know, I'm I'm going through all the things that you've done in, in your career uh, before and after being pro, and I'm seeing that you trained with Feyenoord. Was that like a big deal? Was it a big change or was it not that big of an experience for you? It was actually a very big experience for me. Um, it was my first time ever or I, no, I, I, we went, I went over to um, Spain just with my U15 Academy team, but that was my first time going alone and training with, with those guys. And hmm. um, I went with uh, Tim Kelly as well. Um, he went over there to do some coaching stuff, but um, it was a big shock for me, honestly. Um, at six, I think I was sixteen. Um, just seeing how they do their everyday life and how they treat how they treat soccer over there is it's life or death, really. It's putting food on the table. Um, so getting that experience and learning how to play like at a faster level, higher level, and just being every day you have to be switched on and locked into training. Like you can't really take a day off. Mm. Um, so I, I learned, I learned a lot on the mental side over there and, and it took me at least three or four days to get used to that. And then, and then I think I started to fit in. Um, but no, it, it really helped me out cause I brought it back here and, um, just using, using that, like still thinking about it to this day. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I imagine it's similar to what you're dealing with right now. But before we get to that, I want to talk also about uh, your experience in Europe with the 
U.S. Uh, U.S. Youth National Teams, um, the U- U.S. U18 team. I guess you got some time with. I was curious how that was, and a little foreshadowing here. Were, did you play in the same camp as Brady Scott in the, at this point already, or was it different? I did not. He's two okay. years older than me. Got it. Um, but no, it was it was a good experience as well. Um, you know, you, you're getting to play with people from all parts of the U.S. and some players are playing abroad. Um, so, you know, kind of coming together and just all the talents are the best in the U.S. So just kind of getting that and just getting to compete with those guys as well as making friendships. Um, I still have a lot of friendships with those guys all over the place. Hmm. So it's just kind of a good networking from that standpoint. I like just, you know, meeting people and knowing people. So wherever I go, I, you know, ha- can have some friends. But as well as just getting better and learning, learning what I need to do to get to where they were at at the time. Because, you know, there was a decent amount of them that were that were pros. Um, so it was just a learning curve as well as, you know, being able to show what my ability is to the national team as well. Yeah. And I mean, networking for your career, I know that was right before SLU, but, you know, you had hopes as I'm sure at that point already for the future going pro and stuff mm-hmm. like that. This is always on your resume, right? Yes, exactly. No, exactly. That's very cool. Um, let's talk about going to SLU. Um, oh no, no, before that, sorry. Let's talk about St. Louis FC and the Academy. You guys went on an incredible run in the playoffs with a lot of amazing players in that team. Some of whom kind of stuck with you at SLU. Um, but let's talk about that. I got to watch those games and, and it was a lot of fun to watch you guys do so well. And didn't you take third place in that tournament? Yep. Yeah, we did. Yeah. What was that like? Cause you were going up against MLS teams as a USL you know, Academy squad or, you know, a USSDA squad. So, you know, it felt like a David and Goliath to some extent. Yeah, no, it was, um, it was unreal, a really good experience. Um, you know, I, in my years of playoffs, I never made it out of the group stage. Um, but you know, that, that team was, that team was very hungry. I'd say, you know, we wanted to prove everyone wrong. We didn't have all the hype on it around us. Um, and it was just more, more, let's go show everyone what we got. We knew we were a good group. We were a close group. Um, and Luis, Luis Fisher, he, you know, led us, he, he bought us all in together. Um, and, you know, we, we all took ownership of it and we, we went out there and we also had incredible players. Um, we just, that didn't feel like we were getting reckon, the recognition we deserved. Mm. So we, I think we were just all really hungry. And when we stepped on the field, it, it showed. You know, a lot of it was almost like a feeling of this transition from the USSDA that everyone was trying to play possession soccer and and it was getting more in that regard. But you guys played such a I know we say this a lot, but it really did feel like a blue collar team facing all these people trying to possess the ball and play pretty. And it was a cool transition in time to see DA teams kind of get more competitive and start caring about athleticism a little more. And it felt like you guys kind of taught them that lesson the hard way in some ways. Yeah, no, definitely. And we know we knew that was our strong suit. We knew some teams were probably going to have better players, but we knew, you know, if we stick together, we, we outwork them mm-hmm. like any St. Louis person always does. <laughs> um, it's, it was, it was going to be hard for them to break us down. And we knew we had the quality to put them away and, um, some of my teammate, one of my teammates, Will Sands, uh, plays for New York. He played for New York City. He always gives me sh- uh, crap about it, you know, because he he won that year, so he's always like, "We would have beat you, everything." So he he still talks to this day about it. That's funny. That NYC team was really really good. So no shame there. No, they were. You guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they were. Uh, you guys were pretty amazing. Wait, is he a teammate of yours now? Yes, he I is. Will so. Sands is. 
Yeah. I noticed he's been playing left back for uh, Columbus Crew. Okay. Uh, Open Cup. We got to talk about this. I mean, this has to be a night. I mean, you have a lot of highlights in your career, but this is one that stands out. There's one more coming that I can think of. But can you talk about that Des Moines Menace game where you you save the PK to, to move on to the next to the next level? Yeah, you know, it was it was an unforgettable night. Um, you know, I had my my mom, my dad, and my grandparents in the stands, and nice. uh, it was. Um, I don't really have much to say about it. It was just, it was just a great feeling. Um, and, you know, I credit all the guys in front of me and the coaching staff. They gave me going into the pens and going into that game. Um, you know, it was just a lot of encouragement, a lot of like boosting my confidence. Um, and then when I got in the moment, uh, I just kind of not really blacked out, but just kind of bl- I blanked out and I just went out and got, got fortunate and you know, saved three of them and, the rest, I guess, it's history. But no, it was it was a really enjoyable night. When you approach PKs, and and maybe you blanked out and you just guessed right. You know, maybe it is just that. But is there anything that like you had trained for? Did you expect him to go a certain way in that moment, or was it just kind of blind luck and athleticism, perhaps? No, I mean, I definitely read the player. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I try and try and read you know their body language. Uh, where where you know obviously if they're looking or doing whatever and just kind of what kind of player they are mm. um and just kind of fancy that um if if i have a feel if i have a gut feeling then i'll go that way mm-hmm. but you know i kind of try and read the person and then and then go off that no that makes sense um as far as starting that game i was hoping you would get the start as a st louis fan you know we're always rooting for you guys you academy kids um did you expect to get that start who kind of do you know who made that decision or maybe first told you that you were going to do that uh it was brian brian jones told me like the day before hmm. i think it was um he was just like hey you're gonna get you're gonna get the nod tomorrow and i was like i, I mean i was ready for it i was happy uh, i was i was wanting to get an obviously an appearance as an academy kid you're like you train with them every day and so i was i was ready for it but um yeah he told me and then and I was just like telling my parents and then just kind of game prep that's from, amazing. From leading up to it. Just yeah. one day to prepare. That's kind of good and bad, isn't it? So crazy. Yeah. But I mean, I getting to train with them every day and you know, I also had Academy. Uh, so I, I was, I felt informed. Mm-hmm. I would, didn't feel like I was out of it. Um, and I'm doing, I was traveling with them at the time as well. So I was very, very in the loop with whatever, with, with everything that was going on. Love it. And Des Moines Menace, that's like it's not an easy team. That's a scary team no. to face in the Open yeah, Cup. Yeah, yeah. So very, very, very yeah, cool. Um, so yeah, let's talk about SLU and, and, and you choosing SLU. I saw that um, three-time all-academic selection at Francis Howell. So I assume academics are important to you. You obviously excel at them. So was that part of your decision of going there? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, obviously, St. Louis is a very good academic school. Um but I mean, I, I wouldn't say it was like my main factor. Um, I, I all came down to the coaching staff. Um, and obviously like having that good of a school behind it, uh, really helped. And, but yeah, it really all came down to this coaching staff and what they were trying to build. If I'm not mistaken, you spent three years there and, and, you know, Kevin Kalish obviously is, sounds like a, a coach that you trust, but I don't know if I like I love Kevin and I admire him, but I still didn't see what you guys did coming. You know what I mean? Three years later. Yeah, that's incredible. Can you talk about your journey at SLU and then we'll we'll kind of talk about that final run after that? Yeah, you know, obviously wasn't wasn't the prettiest and what I would have 
uh, wanted it to be like from the start. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I think when, when Kay was started recruiting myself and obviously he was recruiting Kippie at the time when we were in Academy, mm-hmm. you, you knew all the guys that he was trying to go get. And for me, like having that relationship with all of them and knowing what kind of talent they have. Um, obviously I didn't know the, what the college game was really going to be like, but I knew that he, Kalish was going to get the right people. Um, and then honestly, Kippy started it all. And once, once Kippy committed, it started to be a, kind of a domino effect mm. of he got me to commit and then we went and got more and more people. But, you know, it's, it was a rough start um, losing in the A-10 first two years. Um, but I, I would say those moments got us to where we were in the last year because we kept such a strong team and everyone was there from the start, very young, um, playing a lot, battled with some injuries, but um, it was it was a journey that I'm very glad I took. Yeah, I just talked to Kevin and um, well, first of all, actually, Kip Keller's on the list. I got to talk to him, but I'm hoping to get him a couple senior team starts before I, I bring him in. Uh, so crossing my fingers on that for this season. Um, but um, unbeaten in the A10 in that final season, um, and then the NCAA tournament was magical just so much fun to watch you guys and see where you came from and what you looked like in this tournament it's some of the my favorite soccer i've seen st louisans play it was like it was just really high paced you guys were adaptable you kept them in a lot of games so that was fun to watch as well but you know we got to focus in on this duke game um and we gotta we gotta memorialize this moment with thor Ulfersen. you know you really kept your cool and it looked like he they were all kind of really trying to get under everybody's skin. And um, can you talk about the challenges of that game in general, not just that moment? Yeah, no, we obviously Duke was a very, very good team. And we knew that their, their attacking threats were, were very dangerous. Um, and honestly, we just were like, let's stay together. You know, obviously we saw what they did in the UCLA game and, you know, obviously a team that likes to talk trash. But it was we knew what was going to come, but we were like, let's just stay, stay to ourselves. Let's let's just play our game plan, um, and it ended up be a little more crazy than what we want, we had hoped it to be. But um, yeah, it was just really staying our cool, stick to the game plan that Kalish gave us, um, and we knew if we we did that, and we'd be we'd come out on top as we did. They were so frustrated. It, it, they, it seemed, you know, Duke is Duke. And so they just seemed aghast that they were losing to this little slew team. And again, it just feels like a David and Goliath situation that you are once again faced up with and rising to the occasion. So that was really fun to watch. Um, anything else about that moment with, with Thor? And I know it, I think it happened twice, right? But um, was it hard to keep your cool or is just you were trained in that moment? I knew you kind of commented on it after the game a little bit. Yeah, no, I mean, it was just, it's, it's banter, um, <laughs> talk, tra- talk trash during the game, uh, whatever it is, but, you know, obviously you just got to stick to, stick to the game plan, um, stick to just being able to play. Obviously he could put one past me like he did at any time. Mm. So just make sure, make sure if it happens once, it doesn't happen again. Um, but yeah, no, it was just more about getting the win and we, we got the win. So that's all I really cared about. Did you poke the bear a little bit did you did you dish it back or did was there none of that uh i i did i did um <laughs> i i poked him well he he scored on me and then and then he poked he started it and, mm-hmm. and then obviously kippy and them were talking during the game as well so okay. it wasn't just me but <laughs> yeah no it was it was all it was all fine it was i mean i saw him at the um 
college showcase and he didn't there was no beef there it was just yeah it was what happens on the field stays on the field that's so. great yeah i wondered if you'd seen him in mls next pro or not but sounds like no 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 i had not <laughs> very cool I, I appreciate you uh talking about that that stuff i kind of wonder about um once they happen um let's talk about the draft slew you know all these wonderful incredible years and the draft really codified it you know what i mean like it really showed that it was a real run that these players are extremely talented it wasn't just kevin kalish bringing them up that showcased it of course but a lot of talented guys mm -hmm. on that roster and the draft really showed that you know i think it was eight eight drafted players set um set a record since um know, several years ago tied the record rather can you talk about the draft for you though you went 12th overall to columbus crew is it scary is it exciting like what was it like that day a little bit of both, to be honest. Um, you know, obviously the draft happened later um, in January, and you were hearing report dates were going to be that happened on Tuesday. You heard that they were going to be there that weekend. Um, so that that part of not knowing where you could go, you could end up in Canada, you could end up in California, um, all at the drop of a hat. Hmm. Um, so that part was was very scary, but uh, I had a, I had a general idea of where I was going to fall, so it helped me out a little bit. Um, and then. Just after that, it was all excitement. Um, just with my family, all my friends, I had a big, I had a big party. My mom put on mm -hmm. for me, so it was, it was very special. Um, and yeah, just very, a very exciting day for sure. Can you give us some behind the scenes? Did you know because your agent or maybe the team uh, contacted you and you kind of had an idea who was after you, or just kind of where you fell in the draft? You had an idea of, of who might pick you. Uh, my my agent, I talked with my agent a lot leading up to it, and he would tell me the teams I were reaching out. Nice. Um, and but he gave he gave me a pick range, um, where where he thought I would fall, um, and then and obviously, you know, you see those teams in those pick ranges, and then you're like, okay, it could be one of these. Mm -hmm. um, but some of, some of the the trades that happened on draft day kind of mixed everything up, so it was like, so then you kind of had to sit back and be like, okay, what could happen here? Mm -hmm. um, could something totally drastically change, but um, no, I, I had a not a really good idea, but I had a general idea that Columbus could be the spot. I remember being extremely weirded out how late you went. I mean, twelfth is amazing; you should be very proud. But yeah, it was uh, such a weird draft in that way. And of course, it's just all about need and, and what what teams are choosing what. So I just thought that was so crazy. I wasn't biting my nails for you, but it was it was it weirded <laughs> me out for sure. <laughs> Yeah, nah. I it was it was a it was a long wait, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> it probably felt uh, like an uh, an eternity to you as well. Um, I think the weird thing about that draft is that you know that your hometown club is in the next year's draft. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. is St. Louis City in the back of your mind? I don't know if the expansion draft is even a possibility, but I know we were all very disappointed. We're like, just wait one more year if you can, or or whatever. Obviously, you shouldn't. You got to do what you got to do. But, you know, was St. Louis City in the back of your mind as you were kind of going into that draft? Yeah, I, I would not going to lie to you. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's my hometown club, obviously. Um, I've They're not even here yet, and I kind of have like a soft spot in my heart just because, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm a St. Louis guy. Um, so obviously, like, you know, having that idea, but uh, it's business as yeah. like I, I got to grow up at some point. Um, <laughs> And the offer was too good to be true. And, you know, this has always been my dream to play professional soccer. And so I, I just, I just couldn't pass it up. Absolutely. But, yeah. 
So do you know, is it possible for you to be available in the expansion draft? I'm not sure how it works. I thought I'd ask you. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I would have to ask my agent that. Um, <laughs> I, I just focus day by day and, yeah. you know, whatever happens, happens. But, you know, it'd be, it'd be cool sometime in my, my, my career to play, play for them just as a hometown, hometown guy. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, you got to take it game by game. Of course, I respect that you've, your season's not over. You got a, a season to finish here and you've been on a run of playing a lot and doing well. Can you talk about your experience with Columbus crew from draft day to now, you know, training and playing with crew too. I'm, I'm just curious what it's like being inside the Columbus crew organization. Yeah, no, it's, it's been really great. You know, I've learned, learned a lot playing with, you know, it's a big step up, um, you know, just level of talent. Um, and so just getting to train, train that day in, day out every day and, you know, get coaching that, you know, it's single, singled out, um, that everyone, they're trying to grow you because they're, they're paying you at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to, they're trying to make you the best player that, that you can be. And obviously you have to want to be the best player that you can be. So, um, but just, yeah, day in, day out, it's just work, work as hard as you can and try and try and get on the 11 at the end, uh, at the end of the weekend. Um, but no, it's been I've got I've been lucky. Uh, Brady's dealt with injury um, as of late, but he's back, so we'll be back to switching off. But um, it's I've been getting a good run of games. Um, you know we're doing well. We just need a point to clinch the MLS Next Pro like regular season. Um, and obviously that was a goal of ours set out at the beginning of the year. Um, so it's just training with the first team each and every day, and then day before game or even sometimes just that neck that day of game is when I'll, I'll go down to the second team. That's cool. Yeah. So I was curious if you trained with the, with the first team. I don't know if you knew, I always think of the senior room, the goalkeeper the, for mm-hmm. the senior team. Um, and how cool his story was it? he played for Curacao in the CONCACAF nation, some kind of CONCACAF yep. tournament. Yeah. And he looked amazing in that tournament. I was really cheering for him. And then Columbus crew went and signed him. So that's kind of a cool thing. And I imagine you're learning from him as well. Yeah, no, definitely. It's we got a senior, uh, two senior goalkeepers, uh, the one and two, Evan Bush and obviously Ayla Room, um, and you know they're giving me pointers, feedback as well as the coach Tim Hanley. Um, just you know, just trying to learn off them every every day, um, watching what they do, watching what what I can take from them, um, and put it into my game. Um, you know, it's it's been really good. You know, I've, I've learned a lot from from both of them for sure. Is it similar to? the change in pace and things like that when you went to Spain when you, when you were 15, 16, or like, did you have to really kind of grow into the game? I've, I've noticed that a lot of the slew players have had to grow into MLS. Uh, maybe not MLS next pro though. I don't know what that level's like. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a step up, but I wouldn't say it was as much as it was when I went over to Feyenoord hmm. um, just cause I was so young and I've never experienced anything like that. Um, but you know, as a, I, national teams you play against guys that played play at the mls level um at 18 um and then i trained with in the usl so i obviously i've been getting those steps up along my career um so i wouldn't say it was a big jump i had to make obviously you got to adapt to you know a little bit probably a little harder shots game moves a little faster yeah i think a little bit more um but i wouldn't say it's it's a crazy jump that you have to make 
but the one the one thing I would say, and I talk to my roommate about it all the time, is is the mental side of it hmm. is is off the field. But then even after practices, sometimes you're just mentally drained, and you just want to come home and just sleep. I imagine but, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's a tactical game, right? Is that kind of the mental side? Or I guess you also have to be switched on for just so long in a day. Yeah, yeah, definitely that. Um, you know, you're at, you're at the facility, you're, you know, hard workouts, hard training sessions. Yeah. Um, and there's everything happens so much faster where you got to be thinking, even if you're playing small-sided, you got to be finding where your next pass is going to be. They want the ball moving all the time. Yeah. Um, so just kind of just trying to think two or three steps ahead, Um is, is something that in college I, I feel like I got away with, um, but now it's I, I've definitely learned how to how to think three or four steps ahead. Nice. Well, you've been doing well, and it's been fun to watch your progress. It took a while for someone to for- score their first goal on you in, in MLS Next Pro, um, but I have also noticed um, that it seems like you have a really good defense, or at least a defensive system in front of you. So I was curious if that was the case and what it's like playing with Crew Two and, and, and running that defense. Oh, I I love it. Um, obviously, the they're they're a lot young. I'd say a lot younger guys, just because MLS Next Pro is you know kind of a development league, so you get younger guys. So it's more guys my age or even younger. Um, so you kind of have a little more of a connection with them. Uh, but you know it, the coach is very fun to play for. You know, high line, very vertical, not just kicking it, but how can we be vertical on the floor? Um, he wants me playing out of my box. So it's, you know, I'm learning a lot more on like when I go down there as well, it's not like I'm just learning with the first team. I'm learning how can I, you know, play at this level or like play this style, um, which is something that I've kind of played before, but not as crazy as he wants it to be. But, um, and then obviously the team's adapting to it. We're a high pressing team. So it's, I don't give up, like we don't give up a lot of chances, but sometimes we, we give up some chances where it's it's pretty pre, pretty cutthroat and clear, but you know it's it's fun. Um, you know all, all the guys really bought into it too, which which makes it better. Everything you just said about how you play sounds very adaptable to St. Louis City. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I, I got my hopes and dreams. You don't comment, but I it, it would sounds like a pretty easy transition to me. So. Hopefully the right people are hearing that and they can make my dreams come true. <laughs> Anything else from you, Patrick? Any other thoughts about your, your career so far and your hopes and dreams for the future? What's been going on in your life? Not, not much, you know, just day by day, year by year. Um, obviously just trying to be the best player I can be and hopefully um, so here sooner or later I'll, I'll get my MLS debut if I, if I just keep working. And, you know, that's my next goal right now is my MLS debut. Perfect. We love it. We're rooting for you, man. And uh, it's been fun to follow it. it. Yeah. Good luck to you. Thank you very much. We'll chat another time, man. Yes, sir. Thank you.